And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Gibbs Welcome to another edition of Red Side of the Trent. My name is Adam Wickler and I'll be your host for today. Another preview to Nottingham Forest uh, coming to you at the weekend, playing Everton at Goodison Park for the first time in 23 years. I know it's been an eagerly anticipated fixture for a lot of Reds fans who've uh, not been to Goodison, obviously a very historic uh, ground. I've got Mr David Witcherly, which, as I will call you from now on, as you've called me from the county road, Bobblers. I'll get that right. How are you, mate? You are right. Damn it, yeah, yeah. I think uh, excited, like you say, it's good to have Forest back in the Premier League, you know, proper football club, uh, you know, and it's, it's never nice to see them not in the Premier League, you know, it's one of the, the fans and members, traditional sides, you know, and, and it's, uh, I think the Premier League's better for having Forest back in in, in the main, main league, really. Nice one. Um, I just wanted to touch on your Twitter name, because obviously I've seen it when I when obviously trying to hunt hunt for some sort of poor Everton fan to come and talk to us. Um what, what what's it what's it all about? Because I don't really know that much about Liverpool and, and Everton and, and and the city and everything, but I know there's there's something that there's a meaning behind that that Twitter name as I've seen. But um for people that don't know, I think you'd ought to give an explanation yeah. at least. No, it's just it's just a well, we're firstly we're an affiliated supporter group. Um uh, with the with the football club, um, so uh, there's over twenty members in our on our group. Uh, we're a, a group of fans that move uh, meet up on a, on a place called County Road. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know the city, County Road's pretty pretty much the main arterial road, road um, where Goodison kind of backs onto. So you walk up County Road, uh, drop onto Speller Lane, and you're you're, you're at the grounds. Um, so it tends to be the place where people go meet up, have a drink, um, and. Uh, like yourselves, traditional sides. Uh, you know, a lot of the the, the headwear that you know the, the fans were wore back in the day was either bucket hats, bobble hats, you know, uh, peak caps nowadays, don't they? So yeah, the county road bobblers. We always have a good traditional bobble hat on. Um, has a bit of you know retro feel to it in the in, in the you know certainly in the winter. I think it's uh, too warm for them at the moment to be sweating the air, my head off. But uh, yeah, that's that's the meaning. Um, I, I mean, our group have been heavily involved with Everton for a long time. Um, 
done a, a, an anti-racism campaign a couple of years back for, for Moise Keane that ended up getting international traction. AC Milan and Roman and a variety of other clubs got, got involved, um, including Kicker out. So, yeah, uh, it's a group of fans. Uh, enjoy going the game. Big gang of us. Uh, always a good laugh. Uh, and, and that's that's the, the meaning behind our strange title. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I mean, I think book, Bucket Hats and Bobble Hats are, are still well in fashion, especially... I went to Wembley in, in May. They were they were out in force. To be honest, it was a it was a nice showing. But we're going to get into the football. Obviously, Everton have had a poor start to the league. It's 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 to be said. I mean, losing to Chelsea is is is, is what it is. Going to Aston Villa is obviously it was going to was a it was the Stephen Gerrard Frank Lampard. Can they do it together in the in the in the Premier League or even in England? No, they can't. Um, what what's what's gone on at Everton? What's what's been the reason behind your slow start, other than the the absences. Yeah, I think. I, I, well, I think th- there's a variety of reasons, really. Um, I think that uh, obviously we, when we first come to the Premier League, uh, um, look, rather like yourself, actually, Russell, that, that when our, our new owners took over, similar to, to your new owner, really, he spent a load of money. Um, the, the problem with our owners, he spent it on on the wrong players. Um, so probably uh, when Farhad Mashiri took took over, um, you know I think uh, he he was spending money like me on payday, uh, and then you, you know you you kind of rich for a week and skimp for three weeks, but you know we've been kind of been rich for a couple of years and skimp for about four or five now. Uh, so we, we we've been up against it with the profit and sustainability. Uh, so obviously Rich Allison left, um, big player for us, uh, very influential player. Uh, you know he's hit double figures last few seasons in the Premier League. It's hard to find that type of player to bring in to replace. Uh, and I think, uh, obviously, Frank Lampard uh, really is, is, is being dealt a pretty tough hand. Uh, so he's he's having to be smart in the window. He's, he can't just really go out um, with, the, you know, the, the kid in the, the sweet shop mentality, really. He's having to be quite uh, shrewd in the, the deals that he does do. You know, if you look at, like, so Tarkowski on a loan, uh, Connor Cody that came in, um, sorry, Tarkowski on a free, Connor Cody that came in on a, on a loan deal with an option of a, a, a purchase, um, obviously, Inanna, that's the bulk of our money probably being spent on him. Um, high hopes for him come on the other day and assist and nearly scores an equaliser against Villa within the first 10 minutes. So he's obviously a player that's highly rated in Belgium. Um, so I think we, we have got money there, but I think they're, they're, they're waiting to see uh, what deals they can do. And, and I think that's affecting, obviously, the early season form. To be honest with you as well, Adam, we, we haven't been too far away. I don't know if you've seen much of the game, uh, much of the games yourself. Uh, I think Chelsea was pretty close. Uh, it was, you know, decided on a penalty. Villa more so came down to quality up top, uh, but actually we were pretty robust and nearly got back into the game. So I think it's it's waiting to click. It is. It's there. It's waiting to click. It's just I think, uh, you know, we just got to be patient. Uh, certainly back Frank Lampard, um, and, and I think it will come together quite. Quite, quite soon. I'm sure you, you're hoping that's not going to be the weekend. <laughs> I mean, I watched the Chelsea game whilst I was in Newcastle. I didn't go to the Newcastle game. I was just there for the weekend, taking the atmosphere and have, have a birthday bash there. Uh, and I did think you you kind of pushed them, but without that cutting edge up front, obviously missing Dominic Calvert-Lewin is, has been massive in the last probably season and a half, I would say. He's just been so injury prone, unfortunately. And, and everyone knows he can do it. I mean, he was probably looking to almost use you as a stepping stone, but his injuries have probably hampered him. Now, losing Richarlison, Anthony Gordon's been now talked about going to Chelsea for 50 million. Um, Moist Keane's out on loan fit to Juventus. I mean, you've got Solomon Rondon. <laughs> I don't think you want to use him either, but your transfer, like, 
over the last couple of seasons has been bizarre. But I had a look and I was like, you are bringing in like young players of like 22 to 25 and maybe a few youngsters and, and like a couple of maybe a little few older like Damari Gray and Andre Andres Townsend and that. But I don't think, I'm, I don't know if you want to agree with this or disagree with this, but do you think you're, are you backing that recruitment? Because some people, some of those transfers don't seem to fit, but like recently they, they've started to maybe a little bit like, I, lo- I, lo- I like the sign of Nathan Patterson. I thought he was really good against Chelsea actually. Yeah, yeah, I think you're spot on. We've had a scattergun approach to recruitment, really. Uh, too many people were involved. There was an athletic article talking about the fact it's really hard to deal with Everton, uh, the amount of people that get involved. Uh, we've had, we have ran a strategic review um, at the <clears throat> at the start, well, sorry, the, the middle of, of last season, uh, January time onwards, uh, where they started streamlining a lot of the processes. As part of that, uh, Marcel Brands, the director of football, uh, moved on. He's gone back to PS. Uh, PSV, I was going to call him PSG then, <laughs> um, but he's gone back to PSV and they brought Kevin Felwell in, obviously a big part of helping Wolves back into the Premier League and then he went off to the uh, the Red Bull group uh, over over in New York. Uh, so he's been in charge of the recruitment since January. Um, I, I agree. I think, you know, I think if you look at January onwards, actually a lot of work's gone into sorting out the academy. Um, he's brought some, some external people that are really highly thought of in the English game and trying to make that process a lot better for, for young players coming into the team because it's you know, quite a, an impressive academy at the moment at Everton. And I think since then, he's been trying to work within them guidelines and it has improved. Um, and I think that's really why you're not seeing us doing what we normally do is, is going to just overpay for players. Now, that that's, that's the knock-on effect is that you know we're not where we need to be in terms of um, numbers at the moment. But I do think we'll, we'll end up with two, three forwards more in the squad. Uh, by the end of the window, um, I'm led to believe Garner, um, Adrissa Garner Gay, obviously a re- huge player for us. Um, in fact, I think since he's less, left the Premier League, that he's still got the most tackles in the league, and he's been gone for about two and a half years <laughs> um, from 16, 17. So we've we've really missed that you know that number six in front of our defence protecting it. I believe that's going to be done in a matter of hours as opposed to days. So I think he like like likely he'll play at the weekends. And I believe that there's a there's a striker that's going to be done. Um, certainly, who 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 should be ready for the weekends. I can't. There's a few names being touted around at the moment. Uh, Neil Mopé, uh, Che Adams, a few names from France as well. I think they're looking at a few different possible options there. Uh, so I, I would expect two players to be in by the weekends. Uh, again, I think they're, they're going to be looking at not overpaying for these players, so that you know they've been trying to work on on, on the right kind of deals at the right price, really. Yeah, I know we've been signing a hell of a lot of players. I mean, we've we're linked to about fifty players a day, it seems at the moment. Um, you signing fifty players a day at the moment. Pe- Never mind. Pe- pe- the- people are laughing. <laughs> people are laughing it up. They're 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 claiming we're doing a full and without doing any proper research. We can we can talk about that later if you, if you really want to. But every every player that we've been linked to, it seems Everton have been in a sniff. Morgan's White was one. Obviously, I think that's kind of cooled down now. That Wolves every time we went in with a bid, they've they've upped his valuation by ten million. So that that kind of has. That we we've been linked with Neil Morpay and uh, people in 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 journalism have been saying that that deal is kind of done to Forest, but whether whether that's true or not, it's it's quite it's quite difficult. It's hard, when yeah. when 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 you've got a team that is so active in the transfer market, it's quite hard to say who you believe. But obviously, Fabrizio Romano is like the god of football journalism, it <laughs> seems right now. And then obviously your local athletic journalists, if you can get your teeth into them, sort of thing. But touching on like. Lampard as as your manager obviously come in last season and guided you from 
the dizzy heights of 16th to 16th. Um, do you think he's good enough? Because yeah, I definitely. don't. I don't, yeah. No, no absolutely enough. not. Yeah. I think he's a fraud. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Frank um, towards the back end of the season. I was part of the group. I don't know if you've seen some of the coach meetings where, you know, there was a, you know lots of blue smoke and a, a massive atmosphere greeting the team and trying to roar them on. I was part of organising that. Um, so so we actually met and we were arranging six or seven banners to be dotted around um, the ground and kind of snuck in and met us. I think that, yeah, you know, obviously the, that position uh, on the face of it looks as though he didn't do too much. But I think uh, that the reality of that is that we, we hadn't won a game for two and a half months when he came in. Uh, we were in a total downward spiral. Uh, I think, um, i trying to remember the exact amount of games. It was something ridiculous. We were in double figures, amount of games that we'd lost on the bounce. Um, you know, we were losing heavily every team we were playing. Um, so I think what we needed to do is just stabilise uh, and be in a position where, where we needed to stay up. Uh, and, and I think he achieved that. He didn't have, you know, much there to, to work with. You know, I think, you've, you know, the injuries... As they improved, we've seen the side turn around. I think when he first came in, he tried to play football, uh, which, you know, is fantastic to see a team play football. But, but when you're in a relegation scrap, it's not really what you need. You just need to, you know, grind in and get results. And that that sometimes has to be ugly. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to play football from the back. So I think he was agile in his approach. He changed that when he when he kind of realised, look, this is not going to work. So he totally kind of flipped that on its head and played a more direct style. Um, you know, I think uh, the, the, the stats kind of backed that up. You know, the, the Pickfords inadvertently started going long and we were working off, off the front uh, line. So, yeah, I think he's a young manager. Um, I, you know, is he the best manager out there? That they're, they're not, you know, but we've had Carlo Ancelotti, who arguably is probably one of the, the greatest managers world, the world football's ever seen. And, and I don't think he was necessarily a great fit for us. You know, he's used to dealing with the top elite players in the world and coming to a, you know, a mid table Premier League team at the time, you know, it, it couldn't really adapt. So I think it's like anything, you know, he's a young manager, he needs to learn, he's not perfect. Speak to, to 10 Everton fans, they'll probably tell you that he was partly at fault for the last two games. I've played, you're not playing an actual striker up front and I'm trying to play a false nine. Um, so yeah, no, I think uh, the jury's still out. Uh, you know, he's he's got over the first hurdle of keeping us up, but the next stage really now is to, to build on that. Um so I'm not not ruling them out. And I'm not bigging them up. I'm I'm probably somewhere in between where I'm going to reevaluate that at the end of this season. Yeah, I'm I'm not doubting that he could be a good manager because he was a fantastic player. But not all good players turn out to be good managers, and 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 vice versa of 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 that. Because like you've seen how players who didn't really have a career. I mean, look at our manager; he's barely had a career in, in actual professional football, but he's a brilliant manager. Like, <laughs> yeah, very good manager. Other, um, but like with Lampard. He took a derby side that was pretty much should have been in the playoffs into the playoffs and didn't didn't get him out of the league and and I, I, he had a hard time at Chelsea. I give him that because he had the embargo. But he had a Champions League ta- side in 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 there still and didn't do too much. Although they ended up going to on win and to win it eventually. Yeah, I just I'm just not I'm just not sure how he's managed to get such a, such three big massive clubs so early doors. The same with Steven Gerrard. I think the jury will be out on him this season as well because I don't. It's it's going to be tough for him at Villa. I've, there's a, there's a similar argument there because Rangers, yeah, massive club in Scotland, but it's competed by two teams in in Scotland. It's it's safe to say. But do, I know it's only been two games, but do you see yourselves in this relegation scrap purely because of the injuries you have, 
the players you've not brought in and the players you've lost. Do you, do, are you, do you think you're in that scrap because you no. were last season? No, no, I, I don't think we will be at all, to be honest with you. Um, I'm pretty confident that, you know, obviously I've seen Ticket now for, I mean, well, close to 20 years, really. And I've seen, you know, some Everton sides that have, have, have battled a relegation much worse than what we've got in the squads at the moment. Um, you know, I think uh, last year, I think it was, uh, you know, in fact, I was on Football Focus talking at the start of last season, talking about Rafa Benitez and, you know, trying to give him a chance. But, you know, I think in hindsight now, when I look back at that, I, you know, I think that... that um, I think it was wrong appointments. It totally turns the fans on the team, you know, and you know Everton is much stronger when the fans are united, uh, you know, and the fans are really roaring that team on. Uh, so I think that was partly the reason why it was there, as opposed to the the, the actual quality of the squad. Um, you know, I think that you know that I think that Frank Lampard, um, if we can get two, three players in who I expect them to get in. I think other players will improve as well. You know, I think we were missing key parts of the squad. I mean, I watched Forrest on Sunday against West Ham. Um, and one thing stood out to me, like I saw from, uh, is your centre forward. You know, he wasn't the greatest centre forward in the world, but he, he was a handful and, he, you know, really made it hard for them West Ham centre-halves. You know, he ended up getting the goal as well. And I mean, that's what we're missing ultimately at the moment. We've got some good link players that can link up there and, Neath on the football, you know, Awobi's really, really, really improved. He's been fantastic for us, certainly our best player uh, at the moment. Uh, but he's, he's missing that focal point. And obviously without Calvert-Lewin, you know, maybe a chair Adam, someone of that nature just to link that play out, uh, you know, and give us more of a chance to hold, you know, keep hold of the ball. Uh, you know, and I think you'll see us improve massively with some of them. Some, you know, Garner, for example, coming in as defensive centre midfield six, sitting in front of the back four. I think what you'll see is a quite robust Everton side that are hard to beat. Uh, and although we've, you know, we've conceded obviously a couple of goals, uh, three goals in the last two games, I think you may start to see an Everton side that doesn't really concede many. Um, we may not score loads of goals, but I think we'll be a pretty robust side that will find it some. Find its way, you know, the sum of the parts somewhere around the mid, mid mid table by the end of the season. I think anyway. I think the only issue with that is, is if you're robust defending but not scoring many goals, win your football matches. Unfortunately, that I mean that's that's where your problem lies. And I think getting Calvert Lewin fit as soon as possible, or getting one of these players over line more pie or whatever, and allowing Anthony Gordon to go back out and do his best work on the wing, is probably something that's going to propel you up the I- league a bit more, isn't it? I think Gordon's going to be sold. I'll be honest with you. Um, by all it's accounts, like his head's been turned. Yeah, for, well, for, for all accounts, what I've heard is that um, that he might go. I mean, I was talking about this before, actually. And Gordon is, on the face of it, a very talented young player. Um, if you you watch him, sometimes you can't be pulling your hair out because he lacks a bit of an end product. You know, he's he's a player that can can kind of glide around uh, two, three players, stretch players. You know, from one end of the pitch to the other. And then when he gets in the final thirds, you know, he's lacking a bit of an end product. Um, again, you know, if we can sell him for 40, 50 million pounds, it's it, they've done quite well, you know, because if you look at other players that have moved for that kind of value, you're talking Raheem Sterling, uh, Gabriel Jesus, um, Richarlson, all players that are hitting double figures and have done for three, four, five years in the Premier League. Uh, so to move on, Anthony Gordon, who, who last season scores two, three, four goals, a couple of deflections um, and, you know, at times could be quite vacant. I think he, he, he's he got the potential to be a good player, but, you know, two, three years time, 
Um, so I think uh, can Everton wait that long? I, I think you know that apparently we've got we still got 20, 30 odd million pounds to play with. Um, there's quite a few few players that we've been linked with in terms of players that can come in and score 10, 12, 13 goals now. Uh, so I'd be tempted to move them on, to be honest with you, and to, to, to you know to reinforce that forward line with the likes of uh, Terrier from France, who's been linked, uh, you know, really highly regarded. Um, you know, there's likes of uh, Dan Juma uh, over at Villarreal, uh, done very well for Bournemouth and doing very, very well for Villarreal. So I think that, you know, the temptation's got to be there to move them on. Uh, so I do think that Frank Lampard said the other day, actually, in the press, uh, give us two weeks and you'll see a totally different side. You know, I think, he knows for you know that stuff's happening behind the scenes. It's just frustrating on the face of it because you you want it done now, and and sometimes that's not always the case. So yeah, it's 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 a tricky tricky one, especially like with such a close uh, postseason because obviously the World Cup happening, and obviously the Premier League starting a bit earlier. We we've had it a, a bit of a rotten one because of the playoffs. You you start late, you start later, kind of thing. You're almost a month behind, as as it were. That's why it's been such a crazy of transfer activity but just on a whole what is like what's the vibe around Goodison Park at the moment and amongst supporters I mean the forest timeline can be turgid place and then it comes Saturday and it's absolutely rocking sort of thing it's a very strange <laughs> one but um what, what's it like with with Everton supporters yeah I think it's a I think there's a lot of optimism like I say I think Frank Lampard's best act was actually uniting the fans behind the team again uh, and behind him um so I think um there's a lot of fans who still. I mean, I sit. I'm the I'm the vice chair for Everton Fans Forum, so I, I you know I'm elected to represent Everton fans and meet up with the club uh, once a month. Um, so I get to speak to a lot of fans from different parts of the world. Sometimes, actually, you know, and um, I think most fans are really behind this team at the moment and really behind Frank Lampard. So I think you can expect Goodison to be to be bouncing on Saturday. Um, I don't think there'll be any doubts about that. I think they're still pretty annoyed with the owners, um, you know, I think, and, and some of the, the mismanagement at board level. Um, but like you say, you know, I think when it comes to match day, more often than not, 99% of, of Everton fans will be behind the side. And what you'll probably get on Saturday is quite a hostile, moody, large Goodison Park, you know, in a, you know, in a very kind of cauldron, um, old school atmosphere, really. Yeah, just before we get into like uh, teams and, and talking about uh, the game between ourselves the new ground I've, I've seen a new I've seen a video the other day of like the uh, of, like a bit of a time lapse of of it of starting the foundations going down and part of the stand going up um what's the progress on that like and are you happy about it to be moving away from Goodison or would you have preferred to stay at, at Goodison yeah no I think it's it's time to move on uh to start and you know I think Goodison um, as added today, uh, will be sad. You know, there'll be a few tears there because it's it's somewhere that considered home. Um, you know, it goes without saying. You know, if we don't have that that in my life, you know, the pandemic was hard. Not having that familiarity of community and meeting up the same pubs and walking down to the grounds and your own seat and all that kind of stuff. But commercially, Everton need to 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 obviously increase a lot of the stuff that you do. Um, and and part of that is is an increase increased capacity. Uh, there's going to be a much more corporate focus in, in certain parts of the grounds, which will up the, the match day revenue. Uh, and, you know, and I mentioned about profit prof and sustainability now. Nowadays, in modern day football, I never thought ten years ago I'd be worrying about commercial revenue, but you know, it's very much part of the world that we live in at the moment. So you need to be aware of it as a, an everyday fan. So I think it, it's integral to what we're doing, and it does. You know, I was, I was actually 
one of the first to, to visit Bramley Moor with the hard hat and the, the Everton high-vis. Um, when, it, when they first started filling the dock in, as such, in the Irish Sea with sands, they were packing the, the dock uh, up. So, to head the schedule, um, with the second to last season at Goodison Park. Um, so, it's it's getting more emotional um, the closer it gets, uh, but I am excited at the same time. Awesome. Um, I mean, it looks good. Like, obviously, right next to the docks and everything, I think it'll be a good one to visit, obviously, for, for teams in the future. Um, let's talk about the game, obviously. Um, your your back of two defeats, as we mentioned, we've we finally we've won our first game of the season uh, on Sunday. What are your team strengths and weaknesses, and and if you're going to get any joy against us, where where do you think it is? Obviously, if you watch us against West Ham, you could obviously cherry pick a little bit here. Yeah, you know, it's I think you're going to be a tough team to play. You know, I think um, you, you know you obviously had the wind in your sails at at uh, being at home. Um, but, you know, I think Everton uh, are going to have to be really switched on for the 90 minutes. You know, players like Jesse Lingard, um, you know, they, you only have to give them a, a centimetre space sometimes and they, they can hurt you. Um, so I think I, I, I'm quite confident Cody and, and Tarkowski can can have a, a bit of a battle with the, with the centre forwards. Um, but I think I think the, the key part is, is on the edge of our own box, defending. Um, so I, I'm quite keen, hopefully, for Ghana to get done as soon as possible. I'm told that it will be. Um, so I think uh, bringing Ghana and obviously this six foot five um, Belgium lad in Anana in front of the, the the midfield can really help us. Um, so we're going to need that level of physicality as well. I think uh, O'Brien obviously brought him from Huddersfield, a player that I, I quite like. Uh, watched him quite closely last year. I think. Uh, you know, you can't give him the freedom of Gunston Parker or he'll hurt you. You know, you're passionate to pieces. Um, so I think it's going to be a tricky game. It's going to be a hard game. It's not, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, there'll be, there'll be tense moments for both sides. Uh, and I think that first goal um, will, will, will make a big difference and certainly levels of concentration will come into that as well. I think if Jimmy Garner joins you from Man United, you've got a one hell of a player. I mean, we've been linked back with him because we've had him for the last 18 months and, and he's, he's a bit of like a... I wouldn't say legend, but he's obviously got hero status of helping the team get back into the to the Premier League, and and it's absolute disgrace he's not getting a chance at Man United with how piss poor they are at the moment. So, if he goes to Everton, fair play, it's it's a really good club for him to develop, and he'll get game time under Frank Lampard, I think, and he's a cracking player. He's got definitely got England credentials, I think, as well. So, we'll see what happens with that. Um, what are your weaknesses? Would you say uh, weaknesses? Um... We were attacking at the moment, you know, we're not like you mentioned before, we're not scoring enough goals or posing enough threats. Um, so I think Delhi has been linked with going to Besiktas um, tonight on loan as well. Um, so I think he's likely to be gone. Um, so I think you, you maybe, unless they get a striker in, I think you're likely to see um, Salomon Rondon start up front. Um, so I think that'd be a weakness for us. So we're going to have to rely on set pieces, really. Um, we've done a lot of work with them. Uh, Ashley Cole's been working on them all summer to try and improve both defensively and offensively. Uh, I think we've got a lot of height in the side. I think so. Our, you know, I think the weakness definitely will be our attacking side. So we're going to have to rely heavily on 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 moments really in set pieces. I know you touched it on uh, it previously about a uh, one going against Tarkovsky and um, Connor Cody potentially. Is that is that a, a... A battle that you're looking forward to seeing yourself as well, and any any other battles you think across the pitch will be one to look out for. Yeah, no, I think, oh, oh, yeah, I think that you know that lad looks like a lad who's going to give everyone a game. You know, I think uh, 
you know, it's a big tire. I think he, I think anyone who comes up against him is going to know they've been in a game with him. Um, so yeah, and no, I think that's I, I play centre half myself growing up. I was old and for a little tiny bit as well. Um, you know, and big old fashioned battles of winning the headers and scrapping. I love all that kind of side of the game. So yeah, I'll be watching that quite closely. And I think uh, you know that midfield area is, is going to be key. What again, watching you the other day. Um, you know, O'Brien is, is going to be, you know, a, a player that we've we've got to get close to, and got, you know, we can't we can't give them the space um, to, to pass us to pieces. So they're going to have to, well, they're going to have to be on the front foot with them quite a lot. I think uh, Awobi or someone like that might end up marking them uh, and trying to stay close to him. Um, so yeah, he's a busy lad. He is. He's, he's a good footballer. Yeah, I really, we've we've really enjoyed having him so far. Obviously, two games and and ending his hopes of t- going up with Huddersfield. He's come over to us with his mate Harry Toffolo at left back, so that's that's been good. But I think with a one knee, you will notice. And I said this on on Sunday. He's like Bambi on ice, but because he doesn't know what he's doing, defenders don't know what he's doing. He's a bit <laughs> unorthodox, I would say. And I think yeah. that's what I like. In pre-season, he was getting a bit of a, a a backlash of not being able to hold the ball up. And then I completely see in a different player on Sunday, he was getting, he was backing into Kurt Zuma and just giving him a, a rotten time, obviously for all the, for the animal abuse, I think more so than anything. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Obviously, I don't know how much you know about Forrest this season. Um, obviously, you touched on O'Brien, Awunni, Jesse Lingard, but is there anyone else that you you feel like is either a, a player to target or or fear? Would you say? I know we, the, the thing is, Forest fans are still getting to know this team. We've got we've had like fourteen new players. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. absolutely mental. Yeah, no, well, well, again, I don't know. I, I, I've seen the sense that Arthur Nakata come off. Is he is he likely to be back or is he? It's it's not been said yet, to be fair. But um, yeah. Scott McKenna wasn't meant to play on Sunday, and suddenly he's in the team, running yeah. about like a headless chicken. So you know, it's well, that, that Nakata looks like he's built for the Premier League. You know, he's obviously a left footer centre half as well, which. Uh, like rocking all shit, aren't they? To try and find the left foot. We've had so many; it's been brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, no, I think, um, I think he stands out as a big, powerful lad. Look, I just think it's going to be one of them ties where it's both teams are going to be physically there. Um, you know, I think both teams are, are going to be up for it, uh, and, and I think it's going to come down to, to key moments in the game. You know, and I think. Uh, Forest um, will be all right this season. I really do think that they will be. You know, I think that they'll still make a few more signings, and I just can't see them not staying up. You know, I can see them venturing towards that mid-table um, as well. To be honest with you, I mean that would be lovely. We'd snap your hands off for that. I mean, our, our prediction league because of Everton's activities and obviously lack of transfers, we actually put you in. We're in the relegation scrap. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, yeah. I think we will be looking to put the pressure on. Do you, the so just before we get into predictions and stuff, do you if if, if Forrest go there to Goodison and turn you over, is there a big pressure on Frank Lampard? Do you think? Absolutely, yeah. No, I think uh, you're always three games away from the from a crisis in the Premier League. You know, I think um, I think you can't remove that pressure away. Um, you've got to perform. Obviously, I mentioned before, you know, that he's opted to go with a a false nine the last couple of games with Andy Gordon through the middle and it hasn't really worked. You know, I think. It, it, if he's done it the first game and you know it didn't work, and then he's then tried to repeat it again, it hasn't worked, you know. And I think there's pressure on him straight away to to actually move away from what he was trying to do and, and do something different. Um, so yeah, no, I think that you know, I think uh, as much as I really like Frank Lampard, I think that you've got to 
you've got to walk the walk as well, haven't you? You know what I mean? You, you, you can't just um, you can't just expect um, anything in the Premier League. So yeah, no, I think they've absolutely he's absolutely got to get a result at the weekend. I think it's a huge game for them. Um, I am, you know, I, I'm backing them. Um, but you know, I think uh, yeah, you, you can't get away from the fact that you can't just win, you can't just lose three games on the hop in the Premier League, and no one say you know, bat an eyelid. You're always gonna it comes with pressure. What do you think the atmosphere will be like? Is it going to be are you going to be up for it? Do you think is it because I think my my not my concern because this is this obviously benefits Forest, but I think if if we're if we've either got an early lead or we're kind of frustrating and it's still still scoreless sort of thing come sixtieth minute, do you think does, does the crowd start get back on the back of of the team? I, I can't. To be honest, I, I'll be honest, Adam. I, I I think we'll see a goal. Pretty you know it might go either way, but I think we'll see a goal in that first half. Um, the atmosphere um, post January onwards um, has been outstanding at Goodison Park. Uh, we've done a lot of work with that, and I'm working with the club. Um, you know, I think, I think it was after we got to you know beat by Newcastle away in the league. Uh, we, we worked uh, quite hard with the club to try and recreate uh, you know fantastic atmosphere in Goodison. I think it's been really good since. So uh, yeah, no, I think I think we'll see a, a bounce in Goodison Park. There'll be lots of visuals before the game. Uh, in terms of banners and, and anything in between, uh, there isn't a coach meeting. There's been quite a lot of coach meetings and a lot of atmosphere a bit around the ground. So, be more inside the grounds on on Saturday. But I think all the same, it will be a. So I, I can't see a turn on Frank Lampard. I think it'll be be definitely supportive of the sides. Um, you know, it'll be quite loud as well. Uh, so it will, yeah, it'll add to it. It'll be nice to to see that fixture back in the top flight. Absolutely. How do you expect to line up? Uh, which. Yeah, I think um, I, I think that that we need to change it. Um, goes without saying on the back of them results. Um, I think uh, we won't totally um, try and reinvent the wheel. I think we'll probably see see a similar system. I think we'll see the three four three essentially, um, similar to how Forest or a three four two one, whichever way which way you want to look at it. Um, so I think we'll see again. We'll see Tarkowski, Cody, and, and Holgate probably. That might change to a four um, the, the last half an hour. Uh, but I think we'll start with that. Almost back five, Patterson and, and Mikhailenko either sides. Um, by all accounts, I think we, we might then see a, a change in that middle. So it'll be Garner uh, and uh, the Belgium lad that we brought in, Anana, for 40 million. I think he'll come in there. Um, I think Awobi will play in front of that. Um, probably. Uh, with Damari Gray, and I think we might see uh, Salomon Ronzon come back into that as well. Uh, I'd be surprised to see Gordon play, to be honest with you, um, simply because of what's going on at the moment. So, uh, you know, and I don't think he's, he's really struggled the last couple of games. So, I think they might pull him off the side and, and, and actually go the natural forwards, on, you know, at the weekends. Um, don't expect him to be running everywhere, but, you know, I think he'll make the you know, I think he'll make it a lot harder for, for the centre halves and, and try and bring some of the some of the some of our players into the game. Yeah. Does your bench lack quite a lot of depth? Because ours as does until Sunday when we've signed three players. <laughs> Probably signed another two before Saturday before Saturday. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good young players at the moment. Um and felt part of what Felwell said, he doesn't want to block pathways. Um so uh, Danny Mills lad, Stanley Mills is, is really, really impressed. Um He's knocking on the door to, to get a game at the moment. Um, so I think um, we'd be surprised to see him get a go, to be honest with you, at some stage on, on, on the weekends. He scored a couple of black, um, screamers uh, in pre-season. So I think um could well see him sit, come on at some stage. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's it's got massive amounts of depth at the, the, the moment. Um, 
simply because of injuries and, and, and things in between. But, you know, I think that goes without saying. We need three or four players in by the end of the, the window and an aperture to help us. But, yeah, similar position to yourself, probably, Adam. Yeah. What's your score prediction? Uh, Everton 2-0. Whoa, I've gone, I've gone two one. So I'm, uh, it's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't make the game. It's, it's like a witch hunt for for tickets for Forest fans. It's probably the same for Everton. I'd, I'd yeah. Thought, but uh, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, which, if people want, to obviously follow you on social media, and if you want to shout out your podcast, you can do so now. Just, just let everyone know what your your handles are and everything. Yeah, County Road Bobblers, uh, C Bobblers, eighteen seventy eight. Uh, so yeah, by by all means, uh, you know if you. You want to get bored listening to me drill on about Everton? Um, you're more than welcome to, to join us listening to that. Cheers, Adam. Lovely. Thank you very much for coming on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You in? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.